This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 44. I went down to the St. James Infirmary, found my baby there, stretched out on a long white table, so sweet, so cold, so fast. Thank you for joining me once again for All Things AE, where we take the written word from AEindex.org and bring it to life, or voice at least, on this monthly podcast. We'll be looking at, uh, let's see, two reviews I did this month, Comic-Con at Home 2020, some crowdfunding that occurred, letters, sales, and our monthly poll. All right, let's get into it then. You can find the Artist Edition Index at AEindex.org as a mentioned as well we're on social media facebook slash artist edition index and twitter at a index instagram at a index as well i try to go back and change that uh, facebook.com to a index but i don't seem to be having any success with that and if i can change it but then i lose the artist edition index so i don't know i should have been more smooth when i registered everything but i started with artist edition index and then found you couldn't do that on twitter and then then what do you do all right Let's get into the news from this month that has just is just wrapping up. I'm recording this on July 31st, and a week ago, last weekend, they there was the Comic Con at Home 2020 panel panels. Right, it was all virtual, and there were two panels that related to artist editions. The first one was Jim Lee's X Men Artifact Artist Edition Spotlight. Wow, I can't believe I did that. Uh, it's interesting they called it Jim Lee's X-Men Artist Edition, not Artist's Edition, as the books are called. Uh, that had, was hosted by Dirk Wood and had Scott Dunbeer, Scott Williams, and Jim Lee. So they talk about a few upcoming books that we already know about, and then talk at length with Scott Williams about his career in inking, and then Jim Lee and his career. So it's uh, interesting if you like either of those creators or you get like a recap of what's happening in 2020 from IDW. Then we got into the panel IDW in 2020 and Beyond, which was hosted by uh, George Jean Gustines, uh, John Barber, who's the IDW Editor-in-Chief, and then we had Chris Ryle, who's the former President, Publisher, and Chief Creative Officer. He had resigned uh, the week before, but this panel from what is being said was recorded in late June, so there was a bit of a month delay there. So we got to hear some things from Chris Ryle. Uh, you know, he says uh, there's a five-week artist edition event planned for 2020, but no further details were provided. Um, I'm speculating that that's in the that's to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the format. I'm certainly hoping that's what it is. Otherwise, is it just going to be announcements for upcoming books? Because that would be disappointing. Let's hope it's a real celebration and we get to see a, a variety of things. Scott Dunbeer and I talked about the 10th anniversary at the beginning of the year. And he was planning some things, but we have yet to hear any details. So, there you go. As well, Ryle says, 75 uh, artist editions have been published. And uh, I looked at my chart and thought, no, that's not right. So, then I took the Master Index and sorted it. And there's been 72 artist editions and artifact editions published to date from 2010 to 2020 now. There are uh, three more scheduled for release this year. That's the... Michael Golden, uh, the Jim Lee, and then the uh, EC covers. So that would bring it to 75, but there's not 75 published, there's 72. So I know, it's easy to get lose track of these things. Then I thought to myself, wait a second, are they discussing 
are they adding in artisan editions because those are reprints maybe not maybe they're only talking about artisan editions that had new material and then suddenly the number was still wasn't 75 so i gave up i think they're going with 72 published and three more to be released this year let's go with that anyway so post on the site the videos are right there for you my notes are there you can pop on and watch those otherwise you can search them on youtube but i think it'd be a lot easier just to go to aenix.org and read the post all right which brings us to crowdfunding I did a crowdfunding post. I normally do a monthly solicitations post, but when there's a month with no solicitations from Diamond, um, I don't do the post because there's nothing to say. Interestingly, this month saw a new book announced from uh, P. Craig Russell and Wayne Allen Herald, and that was P. Craig Russell's Symbolist Fantasies and Other Things. It's going to include a lot of material. Um, story, some stories that he's finishing just for the book, so that's going to be pretty awesome. 12 by 17, same format as the other um, Wayne Allen Herald Fine Art Editions uh, of P. Craig Russell. Uh, let's see, there's Opus 6, 21, 26, 69, 70, 71, 72, 74, 75. And then there's going to be 12 pages of selected pages from the Dreaming City. So just art, no text. Previously, Wayne Allen Herald had said that doing an Elric book was too complicated because the licensing was tied up here and there. I'm wondering because these are pages from the Dreaming City and no text if they can say just if the art is owned by the artist then it's just producing the art no text and maybe that's not then a page from the comic and it's not a licensing issue. I don't know. That seems to be splitting hairs but hey if it's going to be in the book that's great. I mean the disappointing thing of course is that it's going to be just art no dialogue. But it is also selected pages, so basically it's 12 posters from The Dreaming City, which will still be pretty great. Uh, the book was uh, solicited in a couple different formats. Uh, 125 was the standard hardcover. 175 was a signature edition. For 275, there was um, a sketched edition. And then there was, uh, there was another deluxe sketch edition that had three sketches, but that sold out right away. Uh, check the site and you'll see links to this um, this is an indiegogo campaign and i'm pretty sure because it's indiegogo you can still go there and order let's see no it looks like it's closed it looks like it's closed L generally uh they continue that on but it looks like it's not happening so maybe you did have to jump in to get it they were saying that this was going to be very limited and only printed to what was ordered so we're well here's the blurb we're doing a very small very limited print run of this amazing book it will not be offered to comic shops via diamond comic distributors so we strongly suggest you pre-order via this campaign to guarantee that you get a book uh because i'm canadian and i ordered it uh to my u.s post box to try and save money i think it was ten dollars shipping this still came in at I bought the regular edition, $125, $10 shipping is $135, and when I translate that U.S. to Canadian, it was $195. I thought, oh, my goodness. So this is, it's up there for me because my uh, I generally get all my other books through my local comic shop or local comic shops in the area, and I get them at a discount. So it, this one hurt. But uh, all the other books have been gorgeous. I'd hate to miss out on any P. Craig Russell AE work. So... It's been ordered. Let's wait and see if Wayne Allen Herald makes that available via the website. All right. Let's get into this month's poll. So the Artist Edition Index poll for July 2020 was, Some of the best names in comics also had an amazing career in animation and have created fan-favorite Sunday morning cartoons. Which one was the best? Who deserves the AE treatment? 
So, our choices were Alex Toth for Super Friends, Bruce Tim for Batman the Animated Series, Doug Wildey for Johnny Quest, Jack Kirby, Thunder of the Barbarian, and Jerry Eisenberg, Plastic Man, Comedy Adventure Hour. Now, I did find out later that Jerry Eisenberg also worked on Super Friends, but didn't want to split hairs there. This comes from our uh, Patreon patron, David Jacoy, who is always generous enough to provide the survey questions every month, and then he gives me some links to Heritage. And I generally have to change a few of his links, but he's pretty great. And then we put the art up on the site, and you get to compare. Um, looking at this material, I'm surprised. I uh, We've got Bruce Tim for the win at this point. I mean, there's still time to vote, but 25 votes for Bruce Tim, 18 for Doug Wildey, 17 for Alex Toth, 4 for Kirby, 1 for Eisenberg. Uh, I would love an A of any of these materials, but the Doug with the I mean the the Doug Wildy pages just scream gorgeousness. I don't know what people were doing voting for anything else. Now the Toth breakdowns, I mean Toth's just gorgeous as well. I mean, a, but I don't know. Do we really did, did Tim do a lot of artwork for the animated series? I don't know. So I don't know what we'd get with a volume like that. But I think people are just voting for who they like best. I know people like Batman the animated series, but that the the Poll really wasn't which cartoon did you like best. It was, you know, which artwork would you like to see in a book. All right. Uh, as always, the polls stay open. Uh, I had to, I had, well, I wanted to have. I had about seven old polls that I had to go back from last year. And uh, this, uh, the software wasn't working properly. I have a WordPress, this is a WordPress site. And I had, I have three different polling plugins running. And the one just wasn't working. So I got rid of it. Um, Forminator is what I'm using for all current polls. But unfortunately, uh, I have to use WP poll for the uh, Scott Dunbeer Awards because Forminator doesn't have a close. You can't close the voting. So because I like to close the voting and show the results, I have to use a different program. So I've asked Forminator repeatedly if they'd uh, had some closing uh, date to it, but they don't. All right, that's the poll. Let's look at reader mail this month. Basically, I got two emails this month. Got one from Ruben C. I won't give last names. I said that before. And he asks, My name is Ruben and I'm in the market to purchase an IDW Kirby book that I'm not sure which one I should get. I'm trying to decide between the three Marvel Kirby books. Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four World's Greatest Artist Edition, and Thor, the uh, Mighty Thor. He says, I'm partial to the Fantastic Four myself. I'm a high school art teacher and I intend to show the work to my students, so I'd really value your input. Which book has the best Kirby art? I know the FF book is, is the smaller book, but maybe the art is better. I'd really value your insight as I decide which one to spend my teacher income on. And I think we all can recognize that when you go to buy one of these artist edition books. It's a major investment. And you think, eesh, you know, do you, do you want to get a dud? No, that's one of the reasons I have this website, so that you can go and you can say, you can look at 20, 30 pictures of the book and see 40, 50 page, 40 to 60 pages of the book and get a good idea of what you want to buy. Uh, I did reply back and said it's rooted to preference. I mean, I like Twice Up Art, and if you like, you know, my favorite Kirby is the Heroes and Monsters book because it's that early, I really like that earlier Kirby. Um, the Thor stuff is nice as well. It's uh, the lines, but cleaner, maybe simpler. Uh, I said the, you know, that Fantastic Four Arts edition with the, uh, the cinema uh, inking is, that, that seems to be the pinnacle of Marvel mania kirby art so that may be what you want to go but i would do the heroes in so as he said those are the options and then i had an interesting email from david d and he says years ago my pal 
old pal Mitch B gave me a page original comic book art from X-Men 99 for my birthday. Mitch even had the artist, the co-creator of the new X-Men, Dave Cockrum, sign it to me. I've had the page I have had the page ever since. Fast forward to New York Comic Con 2019. IDW is prepping a Dave Cockrum X-Men artifact edition and was looking for the original Cockrum X-Men pages to include in the book. At the show, I got to meet the one and only Scott Dunbeer, who, by the way, created the Absolute Edition format for DC Comics and the Artist Edition format for IDW, and he promised me a copy of the book for supplying him with the art to scan. I should note right now that this he put this on Facebook and he copied and pasted it for me. I'm sure he already knows that I know those things. He says, I contacted Scott the week before my birthday and asked about my comp copy because uh, some people, uh, IDW, some publishers give out comp copies if you um, give them pages of art. So there you go. And by the way, I get a special thanks in the book. How freaking cool is that? Scott says, no worries. Your pal Lou from the art group gave me your address and you'll have it next week. And the book arrived on his birthday. And if you're wondering what all this to birthday stuff is, if you flip for the book and you'll see there's a page that says, To David, happy birthday, Dave Cockrum. That's the page that uh, David D is talking about. So that's kind of neat. Just a full circle there. All right. That's the uh, that's the letters. Um, any anytime anyone wants to drop me a question, I will gladly answer it. Uh, I have all the books, so we're at one. We're up to 116 AE format books, and then uh, the reduced size books as well. I keep them all. I haven't sold any yet. Uh, I do have doubles, and I keep meaning to. I'm going to put up a store on the site, and I will be selling my doubles. But I'm waiting till things get a little easier uh, with the COVID-19 because I'm in Canada the border of the U.S. is closed and I think most of my purchases is going to come from the U.S. and I live about an hour from the border so I'd, re- I'd prefer to drive across the border and ship the book or books uh, media mail because it's significantly cheaper so for now I'm going to leave the store idea and get back to it later or I may put the store up with Canadian shipping prices and then say when COVID is over, I can ship media mail. We'll see. Anyway, if you have a question on any of the books, send me an email and I will answer it at scott at aindex.org. All right. Let's look at our time. All right. We're at 15 minutes. Uh, this is a good time for me to mention that if you'd like the R Citizen Index and you'd like to support us, you can do it three ways. One, you can become a Patreon patron. As I mentioned, David Jacoy. Great Patreon patron. Should mention as well that uh, wow, uh, Sean G. I don't want to give his last name either. Is a Patreon patron. He needs to drop me some notes this month, just letting me know about various things. Hey, did you see that there's a this or that? He always does that. I, I always appreciate it. Most times I've seen it, but uh, occasionally he's a little bit faster than I am. So that's awesome. Uh, you can support us by you know giving a dollar or more, whatever you'd like. Come, it happens monthly at the beginning of the month. And helps keep me buying books, keeping the site up. You can also support the site by using the links I have to various publishers um, or stores. Preferably, I'd like you to use the Things for Another World link and buy the book from there. I get the most affiliate money from there. As well, I have Amazon links. Uh, I had Indigo links for us Canadians, but I had them up a year and no one ever clicked on a link or bought anything. So they go down after that. I also have A-Books, which has been you know slow and steady. A-Books deals with the used market, so if there's a book that you uh, are looking for that is out of print, A-Books or eBay are your best choices. So all those links are there on the site. As well, I have a Patreon. I just mentioned that. I have a PayPal Pay Me button that I've had it for a couple of years and no one has ever used, so I think I'm probably going to get rid of that. 
But I think to myself, it's set up. Why get rid of it? It's already there. All right. Let's talk shipping changes. I had to make a change to the upcoming books chart. Because we had two, we've had three shipping changes this month. The first one was EC Covers Artist Edition has moved to October 28th. So now as far as upcoming books go, we have Michael Golden's Micronauts, which is still scheduled for September 2nd. That's the, It already moved. Best of Amparella magazine, September 30th. I don't think that's ever coming out. I may be dropping it from the list soon. Jim Lee's X-Men Artist Edition, October 7th. That's the initial solicitation date. And we have James Cameron's The Abyss Artisan Edition, adapted by Michael W. Kaluta. Still scheduled for October 28th. Uh, Scott Dumbier said he's going to try and get that out next year, but because Diamond is still showing that date, I'm leaving it on. I had to drop two books from the list, and I've changed the shipping date on them, but they're just not there. Uh, One is the Don Rosa's um, Scrooge McDuck, Volume 2. Scott Dumbier said in an interview I did with him that Diamond keeps moving the date. He does not have... Any plans for the prep? It's basically you consider it dead at this point. And then the other was the uh, Fantastic Four Artisan Edition. The date moved to January twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. That's a it's a six month move. So that sounds like a diamond move to me, and not a publisher move. When it's still in the catalog and Diamond has an issue with it or doesn't think it's happening, sometimes they'll move it out six months. That's what's been happening with the Vampirella book, and now it's happened with this. Book. So those are the shipping changes, and that's why you you may have gone onto the chart recently and went, what? Where'd Scrooge McDuck and uh, the art of that uh, Fantastic Four Artisan Edition go? That's why. And the other was the Indiegogo campaign that I just mentioned, the uh, Peter Russell's Symbolist Fantasies. Because that's being released crowdfunding, and that's scheduled of May 2021, there's no point in putting it on the list. I'm not sure I'm going to be putting things on the list that are more than... You know, I think under six months is what I'm going to keep the list on. And as things get closer, then I'll add them back to the list if that if they're still actually shipping. All right, that's shipping changes. Let's talk out-of-print sales. We had no print sales information for June because nothing was released in June. Now I'm just saying that with that tone in my voice because I don't believe anything was released. But now I'm going to the Artist Index master list and checking release dates no Dave Cockrum's X-Men Artifact Edition shipped but Diamond has not released any sales data and that is why I do not have the sales for that information interesting there was I was listening to a podcast with John Jackson Miller was saying that sales data has been that's one of the things with the COVID that Diamond hasn't been releasing sales data as they were before. Maybe we'll catch up to that. Let's hope so. All right, let's talk out of print sales. Alien, the illustrated story, the original art edition, four copies sold for an average of seventy six sixty five. This is having a renaissance, this book, and I don't know where it's coming from. All right, one copy of Dave Gibbons' Watchman Artifact Edition sold for $100. Uh, Two copies of Dave Stevens' Rockstar Edition first print sold for an average of one ninety two sixty three, and one of the second print sold for ninety nine. Five copies of David Mazzuchelli's Dreadful Born Again Artist Edition sold for an average of two forty one ninety. So we're seeing boom, the price is going back up on that. Even though the Artisan Edition came, I think it's because the Artisan Edition has sold out, had another printing, and sold out again. But I don't think it's sold out again. I think the second printing is what's available right now. I have to check on that later. 
Or perhaps the Artisan Edition just shows how great it is to have the Artist Edition for that book. Two copies of ElfQuest Gallery Edition sold for an average of $80.98. One copy of Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine Artist Edition sold for $145. Man, that's, that's quite a bump from recent sales. Three copies of Frank Miller's Daredevil Artifact Edition sold for an average of $141.67. One copy of Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hardy Goodbye Curator's Collection sold for $123.85. So undercover still. Wow. Years later, still undercover. One copy of Gene Colon's Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition sold for $220. I don't wish that's out of nowhere. Five copies of Go Kane's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition sold for an average of $84.74. Five copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artist Edition sold for an average of $88.90. One copy of Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters Artist Edition sold for $86. Wow, well undercover. Five copies of Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition sold for an average of $103.21. Wow, again undercover. One copy of Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition sold for $130. Six copies of Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition sold for an average of $80.76. Four copies of Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Lion Man Artist Edition sold for an average of $86.23. One copy of John Buscema's Silver Surfer Artist Edition sold for $125. Three copies of John Byrne's Fantastic Four Artist Edition sold for an average of $145. One copy of John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition sold for $125. Three copies of John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition Volume 2 sold for an average of $118.68. Two copies of Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition sold for an average of $108.98. There's a book that languished for a while. $99.99 cover price and now is selling over. Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories of Artist Edition. Second print. One copy sold for $149.99. I don't, I don't know the appeal of the second print other than the cover is white. I don't, I don't get it. You can pretty well always get the first print cheaper online than the second print. Two copies of Sergio Aragona's Grew the Wander Artist Edition sold for an average of $119.22. Two copies of Spawn Vault Edition sold for an average of $327.50. So there, there's that crazy spike again for Spawn Vault Edition. One copy of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition sold for $50. One copy of Storanko Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Artist Edition first print sold for $139.99. One copy of the Book of Ballads, the original art edition, sold for $84.99. So overcover. Two copies of the Prisoner Artist Edition. I'm sorry, original art edition. Sold for an average of $68.98. Two copies of Yusagi Jimbo Samurai and Other Stories Gallery Edition sold for an average of $102.49. No copies of the artist have seen to appear online. This is like, it seems, this, Yusagi Jimbo, the artist and other stories gallery edition seems to be one of those very hard to find books. Not seeing online sales. And then somebody actually, actually someone else, I did get an email this month. No. Social media question. I, someone asked me that I had reviewed Bill Sienkiewicz's Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassin's Artifact Edition and was I willing to sell my copy? So I said no. But uh, interestingly, there were no sales of that online. And when I looked again uh, just recently, I, no copies were available on eBay for this book. So Bill Sienkiewicz's uh, Artifact Edition could be one of those very hard-to-find books because basically people aren't selling. Interesting. All right, let's look at our two reviews this month. First review, Calvin and Hobbes, Sunday Pages, 1985 to 1995. Let me give you the blurb, which is actually from the introduction of the book. This book was published in conjunction with the first exhibition of original Calvin and Hobbes Sunday Pages at the Ohio State University Cartoon Research Library, although the work was created for reproduction, not for gallery display. Was a pleasure to see the cartoonist's carefully placed lines and exquisite brushstrokes. In an attempt to share this experience with those who were unable to visit the exhibition, all of the original Sunday pages displayed are reproduced in color in this book so that every detail, such as sketch lines, corrections, and registration marks, are visible. On the opposite page, the same comic strip is printed in full cover. 
because Watterson was unusually intentional and creative in his use of color, this juxtaposition provides Calvin Hobbes readers the opportunity to consider the impact of color on its narrative and content. Reprint books of Calvin Hobbes are nice to have, but the opportunity to see the original art and read Bill Watterson's thoughts about it is a privilege. He generously shared not only the art, but also his time and his thoughts. When I first reviewed the works included in the exhibit, I knew that everyone who visited it would begin with laughter and end with tears. This is, book is 10.7 inches by 9.5 inches, so it's bigger than any of the other Calvin Hobbes treasuries because they're mostly um, more like a comic strip, so wide and thinner. $16.99 USD, pretty cheap, 96 pages. So we get a, a decent introduction by Watterson, talking about just the work. And then we get the series of pages. It's, it's really just as the uh, introduction said. You got the original art on the left, which, as they mentioned, it basically they've just scanned the original art just like the artist editions. Nine years before an artist edition appeared, and then printed the original art, uh, printed the printed copy on the right side. So just boom, boom, left, right, left, right, left, right. That's how the book goes. And then you've got Watterson's comments about the strips underneath, which are pretty great. Um, the size is small, but you don't really. Um, there are some strips where you'd like to see larger. I'd like to just... I don't even know what the original art size is, unfortunately. But the, some of the strips where he goes into real detail on a Sunday, you'd really like to see something blown up. But if it's a strip that... Um, a lot of panels where he's reduced the background, um, you know, and focusing on the foreground, those produce nicely. And there's a really great collection of strips here. Uh, I like Calvin Hobbes. Last month I reviewed the second book. I guess I should have done them in order. Because the second book is much different than this book. It's that long, wider, thinner, uh, more pages. And uh, I think this one shines far more than the second Calvin Hogg's uh, exhibit book. Just straight art. Boom, 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 boom. I would like to see even a follow-up to this, if we could. I'm, I'm not sure what Watterson's, uh, would, would he want to provide the comments as he did with this one. But again, an artist edition of Calvin Hobbes would be amazing, right? There's 10 years of strips, so... It's you know, 520-something Sundays, so far too many, but still be worth seeing, especially with the dailies. I mean, my goodness, what a what a treasure. All right, go online, check out the scans, uh, photos I have of the book, and judge for yourself, but it's, if you like original art, you should pick this up. Second book I reviewed was um, 13, so XIII, Le Virgin Irlandaise. So it's the Irish version. And here's the blurb. The keys to 13's identity. Who really is 13, the most famous amnesiac in comics? Jason Fly, son of an American journalist murdered by the Ku Klux Klan? Kelly Bryan, Irish terrorist? These two men once climbed a mountain. Only one came down. Which one? Is it the journey of these two boys, their friendship, and their last tragic face-to-face that the Irish version tells? Volume 18 of the 13 series. Find the pleasure of admiring the work of Jean Giraud in this large-format black-and-white edition. Now, I added in parentheses, edition noir blanc, because that's how uh, Dargaud prints these. Otherwise, because I reviewed the um, Jean Giraud Blueberry books, I've, I've reviewed three of the four. Question in my voice again, because let's have a look. Pretty sure I reviewed three of five because there's a uh, dust came out, right? So let's have a look. 
We got Mr. Blueberry, which I reviewed. We got uh, Ombre Sir Tombstone, which I reviewed. Um, we got Geronimo the Patch, which I reviewed. Okay, Corral and Dust. Yeah, so there's two more to go of the five that have been printed so far. And those are very clear the way they, you know, they have a little introduction. They talk about Nora Blanc. This book didn't have any of that. It's got, uh, it's got, you open it up, the colophon doesn't even have the title of the book. There's just some text. There's uh, Georges Rod and John Van Ham both give thanks. Just a quick sentence, hey, thank you know, for thanking. And um, it indicates this is a limited edition of 2,999 copies. And my copy is 1620. So this is 20 euros. I'm not sure what that translates to dollars. It's something like $22. And Canadian, it's, uh, you know, 30. I paid 35 for the book at a bookstore in Toronto because they had it in so that's you know these aren't normally carried i have to order them online so i was thankful to see this in a store so i picked it up uh, it's all the scans the original art but it's the dark way they do it uh they tr- i think they trim the border down so they've just got the border of the art there's never any margin notes or things in the margins so i think they tr- they do some trimming i'm not sure if this is original art size i think i've discussed that in the previous reviews for this from dark uh, the book is uh, 30 by 39 centimeters, which is 12 inches by 15 and a half inches. So it's a good size. I mean, you're getting, I'm pretty sure this has got to be close to original art size. And uh, it's really nice uh, Jean Giraud, a.k.a. Mobius art. I notice there's uh, less inking in this book than we've seen with the Blueberry books. So I guess there was more reliance on color and what would be happening with this. We do see some shadow work. Um... Not a lot. Not a lot of blacks. Um, probably the best piece of art in the book is the cover. Um, just because of the, you know, we see the gradients in the blacks and the uh, this white pencil. and It's just gorgeous uh, artwork of the cover. But the artwork inside is amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it's Jean Giraud. Come on. Uh, and the cost for this is just, you know, so low. It's unbelievable. If you want to pick up, I've been picking up some French uh, AE format style books and you know these these books sell they normally start at over 100 euros and the ones i want you know are like 200 euros so they're with shipping i've looked at some of these and it's 350 canadian ship i mean i just i just can't do it so maybe one day but not any of these days so while that's happening man i applaud dargode and their ability to put these out and in such an affordable format so thank you thank you so please pick that up. Hard to find a copy of this. This came out in 2015. As I said, I f- found it in a bookstore. Um, it does seem to be available on Amazon France. So if you're in Europe, I would suggest that route. Uh, if you're in North America, uh, Stuart Ing Books seems to have it. They want 40 US for it. I have not looked elsewhere online, but I will do so. All right, that's it for me for this month. Thanks for joining us. Again, shoot me any question at scottyindex.org. Uh, everything we've talked about appears in print at the website, aeindex.org. And please either support the site via our affiliate links, so ordering any book from any of the links I have on the site, or become a patron for as little as a dollar a month and keep the lights on and keep me buying books. Thanks, and we'll talk again next month. Let her go, let her go, God bless her, wherever she may be. She can search this wide world over She'll never find a sweet man like me